Earth is an adorable creature on the front. Look at him. What the oh. fuck is that? It's so cute. It looks it's like, like a, a wolf bear. A bear and an Ewok had a baby. This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to another episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. I just realized with horror that the last time an episode we recorded, we didn't introduce ourselves. Nope. Whoops. Oh, well. So, I'm Cody Burkett, uh, the Wine Monk, CSW. And Megan, Vinny Vitti Drinky, also CSW. And I am James Wilhelm McNoe. That's your middle name. No, it's William. I don't know why I went German. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> what we've got here today is the Hidden Legend Dandelion Wine from Victor, Montana. This is not made from any grapes, so this... Is not even a demi fruit teen, according to our previous previous conversations. Previous conversations. I still like the uh, UK designation for these style of wines as country wines. There. Um, So I'm going to call this a country wine. Dandelion wine actually has a pretty rich history too, Uh, but we'll get into that in a moment. Smells so grassy. Jesus. Grassy and woody. <coughs> just Wow. For some reason made me think of the tomato wine. Uh yeah. We, we do not speak of the tomato wine again. That's kind of what it smells like. There's a definite floral undertone here. There's floral here. too and there's something really weirdly spiced about it. It brings back a memory from 40 years. It smells like the apartment that me, my parents and I moved into in Texas in 1979 before we put the furniture in. We opened the door and this was the smell. Huh. I could almost see that. Wow. Like, Musty. Have, like an old old apartment smell. Yeah, I could kind of... I mean, that was a happy enough smell. It smells memory. kind of like mustard, too. That's what I think the spiciness to me is like a mustard. I could see that. Ew, that's what that is. That is odd. But I will. So I admit, uh, I purely bought this, uh, well, not purely bought this on a whim, but partly whim, but also because, uh, weirdly enough, on my bucket list when I created when I was 12 was drink dandelion wine. Megan, uh, if you would be so. Kind as to read the label as I recover from the heart attack from almost breaking my glass. <laughs> this is not your grandmother's dandelion wine. Described approvingly as delicate and grassy, Hidden Legend Dandelion Wine will transport you back to summer on a porch swing in Montana. This unique wine is best appreciated chilled in mid-afternoon by itself or with a very mild cheese. Or a hot dog with mustard. Mm-hmm. No, this is not a hot dog one. That's what it smells like. No, I, I It's just, it does. It smells like mustard and like pickles to me. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not relish. getting the, the relish. Yeah, like relish. Like just mustard I'm not relish. getting that myself. For oh, me, it God. just smells like grass. I am getting that relish. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't get the grass. I'm scared of this. 
Anyway, so Joel Schultz is the, the winemaker. And so I asked him how it was made specifically. And he says, our dandelion wine is made by combining dandelion flowers and cane sugar with water and fermenting with yeast just like wine. The flowers are removed after the right amount of time and the wine finishes fermenting and is racked and clarified just like grape wine. What? Sorry, I let Namira smell it and she just kind of like just slowly backed up and just <laughs> gave it a dirty look. It was really funny. <laughs> we strive for balanced flavors, concentrating on acidity, alcohol, and sweetness dryness. It is then filtered and bottled. Creates a delicate dry white wine that uh, pairs well with cheese. I'd be happy to provide more info, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Or what cheese? Say Derby? Nice. Well, maybe. Because that Sage Derby has that grassy character, too. Sure, sure. A little bit of RS, I feel like. Yeah. Spicy. It tastes like it smells. It's got a little bit of a floral undertone on the, the back palate and the mid palate. The front palate is sort of almost pepper. Yeah. And grass, which is weird. I still want to know what the creature is on the front. Oh, this wine gets an extra point for me just for the adorable creature on the lead. Mm-hmm. It is a redeeming quality. I could see cheese. What cheese? Let's see, what do I have? Mild cheese. Um, I would say a mild white cheese, maybe manchego. I have... Now, thankfully, I'm not getting that horrible lingering ketchup flavor that was uh, prevalent in the tomato wine. Yeah, this is not... That's good. This is not like the tomato wine. This is much, much improved on that. Well, it's going to take a few more sips for this to grow on me. We'll see. I have the cheese. I have some Vermont cheddar, which I guess would be wrong because this is from Montana. We don't have any Montana cheeses. <laughs> I have a regular white cheddar. And I have whatever the heck this was that has rosemary in it. Ooh. I'm thinking the rosemary Asiago. No. Oh yeah, I had Asiago on it, but I don't think it was all Asiago, was it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's my guess. Or maybe the Chevra. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the Chevra. I think we can try all of these cheeses with it. There's no reason why we can't. If you eat enough of that Chevra cheese, it acts as an aphrodisiac. The resulting bout of carnal activity is called a Chevrolet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Where is he going? So the back label, Allison Russo here, has an article on what is dandelion wine. Mm. Uh, you may know dandelions is the cheerful but incredibly annoying weeds that pop up in your lawn in the summertime, but their petals can actually be used to make a fruit wine. Dandelion wine has a moderate alcohol content. is made by combining the petals with sugar, some kind of acid like lemon juice, and other wine-making materials. There are very few wineries that produce this wine commercially, so it's usually made as a homemade recipe. Uh, Hidden Legend is the only winery I've seen in the U.S. that's making a, a dandelion wine commercially that I've seen. Dandelion wine dates back several centuries as a cheap man's wine in Europe. The tradition continued with settlers in the Great Plains of North America... Uh, such as Montana, because dandelions even grow in dry, sparse environments. Plus, those pioneers probably needed a drink after a long day sowing the plains. Uh, yeah, the other rule for winemaking uh, with dandelion wine is that you should collect one gallon of flowers per gallon of wine you want to make. And we have cats on the table. 
And the cats, cats on, on the, the table, table and the soup. And the dandelion wine. Oh, God. <laughs> She's just like, I would like to be on the podcast as well. As Harry Chapin rolls over in his grave. Cats okay. on the table and the wine's in the glass. And Cody and James are behaving like an ass. <laughs> that works. There you go. Again, Harry Chapin is... Probably like clawing at his coffin lid right now, trying to oh, get out and throttle us. So the shiver doesn't work. Shiver doesn't work. But I don't like this wine, so I don't know. This wine is not working for me at all. I don't dislike it. I not like the uh, tomato wine. That tomato wine was horrifying, and I still yes. have nightmares. This just makes me think of that. I couldn't get that tomato wine out of my palate for couple hours and i've had still to this day have trouble going back to burger king after. <laughs> it's kind of work what is this this is the asiago rosemary yeah it seems to drop off uh thank you cancel mm-hmm. out the pepper four palette and you're just getting the floral undertones with the asiago ah yes I see. so the cheddar it doesn't really do anything like i don't i feel like they like, the cheddar doesn't even come through. And as it opens up, it's getting better and better, yeah. too. Like, pepper spice is going away. You're just left with grass and, and floral character. Is that because ginger spice kicked her out of the band? Uh, what? So, Hidden Legend Winery is also a meadery. So, they have Montana-grown wine huh. made from, na- um, not native grapes, but uh, complex French-American hybrids. That are being grown uh, in their vineyard, as well as the dandelion wine. They also have a whole bunch of different meads as well. They're growing Marquette, Frontenac. A friend with mead is a friend indeed. St. Pepin. I think Marquette Foch and the Crescent. But yeah, I was looking for the list and thinking, oh, I'll get the Frontenac Gris and the Marquette Foch to start. And then I scrolled down to the bottom and I'm like, dandelion wine? What? Oh. So this guy has actually won uh, two bronze medals, uh, the 13, 2013 Vintage uh, got a 20, uh, bronze medal at the Indy International Wine Competition, and then 2009 it also got another bronze medal uh, also at the Indy International Wine Competition. So Montana wine. According to uh, Wikipedia, uh, there's no record on the website here of the history of Montana wine, Montana winemaking. But I suspect that for most of the history of Montana, uh, country wines like this were the main focus. Wines made from dandelions, wines made from rhubarb, wines made from um, local growing berries, that sort of thing. Um, So it's really only until recently that uh, the Montana wine industry has started to kick up. According to Wikipedia, there are eight wineries in the state of Montana. Uh, About half are producing wine from fruits other than grapes. Well, all of them are producing some wines from fruits other than grapes. Others are going making wines from <laughs> grapes grown in other states, such as California, Oregon, or Washington. But again, because of these cold, hardy French hybrids that we keep bumping into here and there, on mm-hmm. uh, the Minnesota episode, New Hampshire episode, and so on and so forth, um, there are grapes being grown in Montana now. Nice. And so the wine industry is starting to improve, and, and the number of wineries is increasing. I would think a decent ice wine might be able to come out of that area. Possibly. Uh, I don't know of anyone in Montana making one offhand. Yet. Yet. 
Um, but it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah, this dandelion wine's definitely growing on me. It's not leaving behind an obnoxious aftertaste like that other thing that we had. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's not something that I would readily run down to the store and grab, but I mean, it's certainly it's tolerable. And I'm partial to the cute bear cub on the label. I guess that is a bear cub. Is that what it is? Is it a bear? It's not a wolverine or a badger. No. Just like, looks like a wolf puppy, but with his snout kind of pushed in a little bit. and Like Like little ears. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just like, I guess it's just, there's something not bear about it. But maybe it is. I don't know. It's adorable. Whatever the fuck it is. Well, that label makes this wine more bearable. Uh, no, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's decent. I don't like it. Not working for me. It's okay. At all. I like the label though. I was just gonna ask uh, for our on our graphics design our, wing. Our stuck up graphic designer. <laughs> That's how I should start introducing myself. <laughs> Vinny Vitti Drinky stuck up. Uh... No, I'll just take out Vinny Vitti Drinky since I suck at wine, and I'll just be like, no, no. I am the not... stuck up graphic designer. You're not a. You're not a. You don't suck at wine, and I suck you, at wine. you don't. You got two points higher than me in the fucking CSW. Oh God, it doesn't matter. I got lucky. Um, it doesn't matter. So beat me. Because I got lucky. No, I do. I really like this. I like the offset kind of like shapes that they've got. The colors are all very complimentary. The way that the font is side. I just this. It's another one that makes me happy. And the little animal. And the little fucking bear thing that's adorable. You reach out and just cuddle it until you realize it's going to grow up to be a man-eater. Or its mom is around the corner. Yeah. For the record, also, there's no uh, AVAs in Montana. At least not yet. Again, it's so weird. You know, my initial impression from the bouquet was this 1979 apartment smell. And I like that because sometimes you get a very unorthodox bouquet. Which other people might find to be off-putting. But if a particular bouquet, however unorthodox, arouses happy memories, then it's a good bouquet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really is. Smell is also... uh, We are dealing with cat attacks here at the podcast at this time. They are trying to... I don't know why you're yelling at me. I fed you. All right, so let's um, move the conversation to another level. Food pairings. We've been working on these cheeses here. Uh, the best cheese pairing is definitely the Santiago rosemary. Yeah. Which again speaks, uh, you know, kind of a hint to to the suggested pairing of uh, you're sitting on your porch swing in a Montana summer and snacking on cheeses. Now uh, this could be mild. A... I feel like that's the least mild that I gave us. The chevre would have been the most mild, and that was terrible. Well, to me, anyways. Oh. She agrees. Yes. Um, well, she's kidding. very Ow. vocal in her opinions tonight. And she's stabbing me, and it's really unpleasant. Cats, I don't know why I have them. Because they're easier to deal with than men? Cats True. don't have owners. They have staff. I know. You treat me like I'm staff, huh? She's like, that's right. Would have been better if she'd answered. Yeah, yeah that would have been, been, been perfect. Sometimes she does. Nothing to say now. She's like, no, because you want me to say something. No fight. And there's a, a decent acidity here. Yeah, I kind of want to pair this with a, a picnic. Like sandwiches and bread and yeah. 
hot dogs. Definitely a late I disagree with hot. <laughs> I disagree with your hot dog assessment entirely. <laughs> but it, it, it it's evolved into a different taste categories for me beyond the relish phase, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that was just uh, as this bottle was was open. Sure. Uh, maybe maybe it was redu- reduced during bottling, and I just need some time to connect with the oxygen. Um, it for me the whole time. But, but this is not bad. intolerable like the tomato wine. Yeah, that that's just, you know, you're a desperate freaking pioneer out in the middle of nowhere. You need <laughs> something to get drunk off. You make tomato wine. It's horrible, but life is horrible. It's Hobbesian, it's short, nasty, and brutish, and anything will take your mind off of that, even tomato wine. Mm-hmm. I, I did, by the way, for the record, uh, although when I post that episode, I probably will post the videos uh, that I took of me sipping on this cocktail in the middle of nowhere that I made with it. Uh, I made a Bloody Mary from it. Okay. And it was okay in a Bloody Mary, but it wasn't great. This is, I think, fine on its own. I don't know that I would drink this again or buy another bottle of this, but I like the experience here with yeah. this, and it was a fascinating experience. My and dandelion wine cherry is popped. Yeah, I, I think this is a bottle that would be great to share with people, too. It's just such a fascinating, weird wine. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's just not really 100% my cup of tea. Sure, sure. But uh, I can see why this is popular. I can see why people would like this and do like this. And I don't dislike it. Again, you know, don't don't take yeah. me... Well, I'm not going to get this bottle again as a sign of saying, oh, I hate this. No, I I, I would probably and, give this an average score on Vivino. We don't feel the need to go gargle with Drano to get this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm like that fucking trepano on my god. Ugh. 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 But on that note, thank you, sir. We will charge our glasses for the final toast. Well, we might do one more recording tonight. But of course, I wouldn't mind that. Okay. Make America Grape again. Cheers. Make America Dandelion again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at Make America Grape Podcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, Make America Grape Again